Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag, Hashtag NFL. Quarter, THT. Here's the cutter, LeBron. So this time... Well, that was in Monday Night Football highlights right there. Everything is LeBron. I'm so sick of him. The Rams... Putting on a show, beating the Cardinals 30-23, to keeps the division title hopes alive. They move within one game of Arizona. Up and down the field they went, PK. The difference in the game, the Cardinals with a couple of turnovers. Rams didn't have any. Rams win the game. Cardinals had a couple of promising drives there, especially that one uh, early in the game when they got picked at the goal line. Go up and smoke. Well, you know... Our friend Kyler Murray's 5'10", and both passes that were picked were tipped. tipped. What does that mean? You know, Shorty, would he have been... He's four inches taller. Does he throw the, that ball over the top yeah, of somebody's hand? I don't know. Right. Can't say that, but, I mean, every time he's getting pass that is tipped. If it's 6'5", and the pass gets tipped, oh, what a great play. But if you're 5'10", ah, man, you're too short. <laughs> And so he is really tiny. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and that's one of the hazards. Uh, I mean, he's the best quarterback they have, obviously. Uh, but both of those plays were tipped, and they were massive plays. One prevented them from scoring a touchdown, and the mm-hmm. one basically gifted them, a t- the other team, a touchdown. And then they could they give credit to the Rams, though. You know, they knew that it was a must-win situation if they wanted to win the division. Uh, falling three games back with four to go, and the, the uh, Cardinals could have can clinch the playoff spot, which I don't think they're that good. I'm not even sure they're 10-3 good, but yet that's the record, and so you're judged by your record. This was a great opportunity. I think it was the biggest game in Murray's career. It's hard to single out him when you know the defense got beat at Jefferson over the top with a you know, 50-yard, whatever it was, bomb touchdown. And uh, Vaughn Van Jefferson, not Vaughn. Vaughn Miller, Van Jefferson. <laughs> uh, his father, Van Jefferson, is a receivers coach for Arizona. That's the way you do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you taking notes? <laughs> and then how about the uh, the throw? We always talk about. No, the throw is Zach Wilson practice. I practice. But There's nothing that compares to the Stafford throw. Stafford just did it in a game no, for a touchdown. No, 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 no. Yes, he did. No, not like, it was not not the throw. I'm sorry. Roll left, throw back to the right, down oh, the middle geez, of the field, hit him, that, the, hit him in stride. Kyler Murray did that a couple years ago. Roll left, throw a, a Hail Mary. Right down the sideline, not back across the middle of the field. <laughs> so, so, now you're going on angle. Yes, because no. you got to throw across your body, opening up. Oh. He, Kyler on that play had to throw... Way it was cool. awesome. I'm just totally. Don't awesome. ever compare the throw to any throw ever. <laughs> it's it's singularly. It was in Sports Illustrated, the most recent edition. It was. Kalani even said, "My kid's going out the, the backyard, backyard trying to trying to practice it. and recreate it." It was the throw. The throw is the throw. It's like the Mona Lisa. There's no second Mona Lisa, <laughs> but there is. Stafford did there it. There is not. You're wrong. So now the uh, playoff order among the 10-3 and three teams. The Packers now have the top spot on a tiebreaker over the Bucks second and then the Cardinals third. Green Bay has home field, makes everybody go through Lambeau Field, although they have lost in Lambeau Field. So oh, it's not like it's a lock. But yeah. nobody really wants to go up there in January. Well, depending on where you're coming from. I mean, if you're from Tampa Minnesota, Bay. then you're going down there. Yeah, Minnesota's not going there. So. <laughs> Remember, uh, down there. Down there. Down right? there. You got Nice. I'm not caught up in that. If that if you need that, you're not good enough. Bucks are undefeated at home. They wouldn't mind uh, having home field. They're sitting in the in the two slot right now with a month to go. Four games left. Everybody's had their buys. Other NFL news. Jacksonville owner Shad Khan says he will not make a hasty decision, nor will he be swayed by emotion when it comes to Urban Meyer. Quote, I want to do the right thing for the team. I want to do the right thing for the city. That, to me, is way more important than just acting helter-skelter on emotion. I think we have a history of really looking at the facts and then really doing the right thing. Well, the right thing is to fire the coach. I mean, he's fired every coach he's ever hired. 
and he's going to fire this coach too, but he's just not going to do it during the season apparently. So we're going to wait a few weeks? That's what I that's what Urban I Meyer expect. fired after one year, the greatest college football coach ever fired after one season? Come on. What do you expect? That's what I expect. Why? Because there's a ton of dissension, a ton of turmoil. They are losing a bunch of games, and the young Did quarterback they does to not win a bunch appear. of games. Uh, I wouldn't think a bunch, but more than two. Really? And the young quarterback doesn't appear to be. How many did Troy Aikman win his first year? How many Peyton Manning win? I don't know about Peyton, but Troy famously won one. Well, that was dysfunction. It's amazing how much losing can create issue. Yes, I so- agree. I guess behind the scenes, the owner will find out if the coach is really uh, challenging people on their resume. Are you a winner or are you a loser? Of course, you hired all the assistant coaches. But. I think what looks bad is a couple of things. They were complaining. He was asked about the running back, and, and he said he didn't. he's not a micromanager. Go ask, I think, Schottenheimer's coaching. Uh, and that looked bad. And the whole idea is, guys, we got to act like adults, and you're running around being pictured with a 24-year-old in your lap. That doesn't look good. Did it feel good? Have to ask Urban that. (laughs) The obvious answer is in the moment, probably, and later when he had to talk to Shelly, probably not. You're Urban Meyer, and you're in Cincinnati. Could you, like, go, like, where you're the most famous and be out in public, you know? Your like, own restaurant, no less. Yeah, I mean, maybe go to, you know, Montana or someplace. <laughs> a little less likely to be recognized. Well, not, you played at the University of Cincinnati. You coached at Ohio State. You're a legend over there. You're in a restaurant with your name on it. Jeez, Irvin, talk about poor judgment. Jeez. Vegas is... Set to be announced as the site of Super Bowl 58 in 2024. Get a shiny stadium, get a Super Bowl. Not the first time we've seen that in the NFL, not the last. And right now it looks like it's Vegas' turn. Washington football team standout tight end Logan Thomas, torn ACL, left knee, out for the season. Plans to be fully healthy for next season. Well, there you go. In 25 years, he can't go skiing. I'm following your logic, buddy. Yeah. No, actually, like 35 now. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Former Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler will transfer to South Carolina and reunite with former Sooner assistant coach Shane Beamer. Beamer was in Norman from 2018 to 2020 before heading to South Carolina. So the head coach goes to one USC, the quarterback goes to another Everything changes for the Sooners. I always find it just interesting, man. How does this work? Shane Beamer. It's so coincidental that so many sons whose fathers were in it, they have the same skill. I just mentioned Schottenheimer. Now Beamer, of course, his father was the coach a long time at Virginia Tech, right? Isn't it amazing? It is. The flukiness of it all. That's incredible. It's crazy. But if South Carolina thinks he can win, they don't. They don't care. They're going to give it a shot. He doesn't care if they can win. He just wants to uh, audition for the NFL. For Spencer Rattler, yes. USC quarterback Dennis Slovis has entered the NCAA transfer portal. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. Texas A&M quarterback Zach Calzada, who engineered the Aggies' upset of then number one Alabama, has entered the transfer portal. Yeah, it's really crazy. There's two quarterbacks now in the transfer portal who beat Alabama. Bo Nix and now this kid. Bo Nix from Auburn. Uh, yeah, how about that? Not too many guys are living who beat uh, <laughs> beating Alabama. Yeah. I talked to Kyle about this yesterday. You know, tomorrow's signing day. and These are guys who've been in the program for a while, and so they've got something out of them, but... You know, this other kid, what's this, the Evers kid? Who did he just commit to? Uh, He was going to go to Texas, but now someplace else. Quinn Ewers you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. He still went to Texas. I thought he committed to another place yesterday. But, I mean, he was the number one quarterback, right? He misses last year, doesn't even do his senior year. Goes to Ohio State. And so you invest in time and money and energy and resources, I guess is the best word. It kept the umbrella phrase. And here it is that you get nothing out of them. 
You know, with uh, the Utes have had now two quarterbacks that they thought were all that. I don't know if they thought they were all that. But anyway, had stars in front or behind their name, wherever it goes. And they literally don't play one down. And they're gone. It's like you just wasted all those resources. At least these other kids in the transfer portal, Slovis and Nix and so forth, at least you got something out of them. But this other hot shot, you sure it's, is it Texas? It's Texas, yeah. Yeah. And he was with Ohio State for just not even a year. Four months. Yeah. Crazy. But there's nothing. That's Kyle. Is there anything you can do about it? And he basically said, no, you can't. What can you do? Virginia quarterback Brennan Armstrong will remain in Charlottesville, and he's going to play for new Cavaliers head coach Tony Elliott. Armstrong's got two years of eligibility remaining, passed for 4,444 yards in 11 games this year. Well, he's not LDS then. He looked really good against BYU and until he got hurt. He was lighting it up. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Curry off the screen. Turns, fires a 25-footer. Got it! Warriors take the lead. Curry with a 378-77. Shot clock at seven. EG leans. He's got four. Lost the basketball near midcourt. Down to two. Down to one. A contested long three. Splash! Bounce entry smart. Whips it to the corner. Tatum looking for a 40-point night, and he's got it with a corner three. Joker has it behind him to Monte Morris. Couple of dribbles and a jumper. Got it! Nikola Jokic is going at Eric Dalen, and he's going to be ejected. Lobs it towards midcourt. Morris. Seven to shoot. Top of the key. Drives to his right on Johnson. Crossover left. Three to shoot. On the right elbow. Double team comes. Puts up the 20-footer. Oh! It's Marcus Morris's world! Dude, I don't want to live in it. <laughs> Highlights from the NBA. Steph Curry leading the Warriors to a 102-100 road win over the Indiana Pacers. He had five three-pointers, so he needs two to break a Ray Allen's record. Presumably, he will get that tonight against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Steve Kerr said he was going to arrest him. Warriors have the best record in the NBA. The Suns, who were shorthanded, lost to the Clippers 111-95. But Booker and Aiton didn't play in that game. Neither did George or Leonard. Marcus Morris Sr., 24 points, 11 rebounds. No injuries. This is an excuse. The Clippers didn't have their top two guys. 76ers didn't have Embiid, didn't have Curry. They get blown out by the Grizzlies, 126-91. Kristaps Porzingis, 24-13 to lead the Mavericks to a win. 120-96. Mavericks and Clippers have both been bouncing around 500. We'll see if they get it going here. Get on a roll. Compete with the top three in the West, or if that's possible. Kevin Love. A lot of injuries, but every once in a while there's a good game, and he had one last night. 23 points, 9 rebounds. Cavaliers beat the Heat 105-94. Chicago Bulls. Having a couple games postponed. They've got 10 players currently sidelined in the NBA's health and safety protocols. They're supposed to play Detroit tonight. Their Thursday game also postponed. They've got the Lakers Saturday. We'll see if they play that one. That one's still up in the air. They haven't announced anything. All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. That is what is trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Big T, Thurl Bailey is coming up at 830. Dylan Colley, former BYU wide receiver at 9 o'clock. we got the question of the day. Next, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is unripe. Guys are doing a hell of a job. And I think about where Utah football is today. And the fact that Utah now is playing Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if I've told you that yet, but that's what's that's what's going on. And I remember back at that time, 35, 36 years ago, where there wasn't even a snowball's chance that Utah would ever go to a Rose Bowl or ever play and compete against the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. 
Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you just don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text hair to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Question of the day. We got a couple of them. One of them, the Rose Bowl. How can the Rose Bowl change the course of Utah football? How can the Utes benefit from it? Yeah, I think the athletic department, but uh, if you want to go football too, sure, or exclusively football, that's it's good great. for the entire brand. No, football just, carries over to everybody. No question, man. I'd like to argue that, but that'd be a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so Harlan was on with uh, the besties yesterday talking about uh, 60,000. I don't think it's unbelievable. I saw 50,000. If you get 50 at the Fiesta Bowl, yeah. you can get 60 to the I've seen Bowl. it, as they say up here. I've seen it with my own eyes. You done seen it? I've seen 50,000 red flood into Sun Devil Stadium. So this is immeasurably bigger than the Fiesta Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl's nice. It's a nice reward. The location, time of year. You know, if you got the Fiesta Bowl in July, it wouldn't be nearly as big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get it in December, <laughs> it's pretty nice. Remember that? We used to, uh, uh, in 04, we would read the uh, forecast every day. <laughs> yeah, I did. Want to start doing that for Pasadena? We had fun with it. And so here... This is this is the best bowl that doesn't require a committee. I told that to Coach Whittingham yesterday, and he agreed with me. In fact, I've used that line several times, and every time I use it, the person on the other end says, Yep, yep. I was on the postgame show with Scott Gerard and Hans F. Olson. What's the, the night. What's the F stand for? I don't know. <laughs> Got to have a middle initial around here. Don't ask me, man. It's a big deal. And I said, this is the best bowl that doesn't require a committee. And Scotty said, yeah, sure, it is. So, of course, they're going to have a record amount of folks. I know people that that are barely fans that are going I know people who are fans of BYU, just like last time, that are going because they uh, are from that area and they want to get back and they're going to be there and they haven't gone in a number of years. I know one person, a dog sitter of ours, is going to go. She's, I always thought she was a BYU fan. I could be wrong. I haven't really talked to her about it, but just the impression I got. Uh, I know they went to the Arizona um, uh, U of a, uh, not U, yeah, U of A game in Vegas, and she's from down there and hasn't been to the parade for a number of years, so wants to go to the parade and then figured, well, I must go to the game too. So they're going to have record amounts of people. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, this is the pinnacle achievement of this football program, and they have got to cash in on this. It's important for them to keep this going. You look at it, and I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, we don't know what we're going to be talking about. We're always thinking about show topics and whatnot. And everybody in the South has played in the Pac-12 title game, right? Only SC has won the thing from the South, except for this year. So even Colorado had their little moment in the sun. But nobody has sustained anything. Nobody. This is the opportunity for Utah to have sustaining power and really, really make a difference and and get all sorts of untold donations and, and uh, whatever else they need. You know, you have to keep pace with all the stuff that's going on. And we were talking about this yesterday with BYU and what we had on Samson Nakua. And, you know, he was comparing the facilities from the U to the BYU because he was in both programs and he was... Uh, until uh, capable of doing it because he has the experience. Well, it's it's an uh, an arms race, right? So their their Utah's football facility is just awesome. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but it becomes and not obsolete, but it becomes a little outdated as the years go by. You know, it's like driving a car off the lot. Where they say it depreciates the second you drive it off the lot, right? True story. So it's the same type of principle there. So. 
you've got to keep going. I mean, it never ends. It literally never ends. You're never done with that stuff. When Utah State built their facility in the end zone there, and they let everyone take a, a tour, the thing that was new that I never saw, because there's always got to be one shiny thing, is they put treadmills at the bottom of a, a pool. And the pool is only like uh, two or three feet wide. It's only five or six feet long. And you get in on it, and you rehab by walking right, on the treadmill right, right, right. underwater, but the water yeah, is yeah. buoyant, so you don't have as much impact. And I mm-hmm. think they had one. They might have had two. Then you go to the U, and they build theirs a few years later. Well, they have four. They got four. <laughs> so typical. Whatever you got, Utah right. State, we're going to double or triple it. <laughs> so, jeez. Now, talk about treadmill in the water envy. Now. <laughs> BYU going to have six? <laughs> so all the guys, they don't have to wait to rehab. You just rehab right now. Get in. Get in, get on the, tread, well, the underwater important. treadmill. That's important stuff. Right. Rehabbing is... And that's what he was ta- Samson was talking about. The training facilities weren't... You know, guys had to I wait. The whole team's got to get taped before practice and all that on stuff. On and on. Yeah. Yeah. So they have this opportunity to set themselves up for years to come. And it's really, really important. It's important that they cash in. Because I don't believe, and I said this, what, last week or the week before? I don't think they cashed in to the level that they could have on the other two big bowl appearances. I find it surprising that you say that. The, the Fiesta Bowl, they literally recruited guys and went undefeated again four years later. And after the Sugar Bowl, they moved to the Pac-12 yeah, is it two really, or three years is, later. Is it really me saying it, though? I know it's my voice and it's coming out of my mouth. This is cashing into a new level. But they didn't get permanently better. I'm just going to leave it at that, man. Because yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much they can cash in on this because so much of this is Kyle. They can cash in on it big time. Now, if you do it again. Big time, man. If the person who follows Kyle does it again. Assuming That's why Kyle they need to set themselves up decade. to make sure that the person who follows Kyle has everything he needs to be successful. That's the very point. Because Kyle has less time than he has more time. That's that's why this has the sense of urgency that the others didn't have back then because he was just barely starting out. He was going to be there for a good long while. And so that's why this has a greater sense of urgency because he's he I don't think he's going to retire this year. I have not point blank asked him, are you retiring this year? But every vibe I get, including yesterday when I looked him in the eye, He's not. I don't believe he's stepping aside this year. It didn't feel like a guy who was taking his foot off the gas. No, standing right there when he was asked about recruiting, he seemed as all in on recruiting right. as he did a year ago when we talked about recruiting, as he did eight years ago when we talked about recruiting. And then there was one person when he was done that talked him off to the side, and that person I really like. <laughs> every time you look in the mirror. <laughs> and just every and I but I have not asked him, so I cannot say uh I think he's coming back. I would bet on it. And he gets and, and maybe even the year after. We'll see where we are next year. And he gets to change his mind. Whatever uh, he's thinking absolutely, now. Absolutely, yes, of course. Whatever he said to somebody 3 months ago or 6 months ago, he gets to change his mind and we've seen him do that before. So, hold on to your horse. Oh yeah, there. the very night. Yeah. Uh in fact, as I was listening to him speak in the group and then talking to him a couple seconds later, the only thing that's different about him is his hair is a little gray. Everything else, I, it could have been 2012, 2009. I mean, the fire, the passion, to me, it's all still there. And So what about the old Majerus line? You well, know, you got to cash in on the final four. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we didn't get any closer to L.A. I mean, I think that they did cash in as a program, but they were still in the Mountain West. So there's a That's limit. another huge There's a difference. limit to how much you get to cash. You did cash in. Now, on a Mountain not. West level, it's not cashing in on a Pac-12 level. Exactly. And right. you still are recruiting to the Mountain West. Yeah. So yeah, when they yeah, say yeah. in 2011, we still had a lot of Mountain West kids on the roster. Well, of course well, they you did. did. They virtually every did. one of them. <laughs> At the top of the roster, you still have NFL guys. A few guys, yeah. But not as many as you want or need in a sport that requires this much depth and this many bodies on the field at one time. So I think 
I don't want to give them an F for not cashing in in 04 and 08 because I can see how they did cash in. Okay. Now, if you want okay. to say, well, they could have cashed in more, they should have cashed in more because it's such a great accomplishment, but they didn't because they were limited because they're in the Mountain West and they didn't get the, you know, 30 or 40 Pac-12 caliber players. Right, right, well, you right. got you got me right. because right. they well, didn't. Okay, that's it. That's a significant but, thing there right there. But you got a couple of really good prizes off those undefeated seasons. Yeah, but they don't. They don't compare. If you only got what you got then, what then, you could get now can be different. Then it would be a massive disappointment. Changing you're you're now recruiting in the in the quote unquote Power Five universe as much as we can all hate that. It's still a thing, and it still appeals to it's 16, a massive seventeen thing. year old kids. So, and if they can change their universe among those sixty schools, I mean, it's not like they're in last place among those sixty schools. We reserve that for Kansas, uh, but wherever you think they are, ten, twenty, thirty, whatever, if they come out at five, fifteen, or twenty-five because they upgrade their image nationally, those things change slowly, but they do change. So one Rose Bowl starts to change that, and if you can get a second Rose Bowl. Down the line, whether it's in a year or two or three or whatever. Next year. Four years last time. That continues to change. UCLA, in some people's mind, is still benefiting from what they did in the 80s and 90s. And they haven't done that in the last 20 years. I don't know. I don't think they are. Not anymore. It's pretty clear. we got 20 years. They've just become what the Arizonas have become. All right, you coach for a few years and then you get fired, and we stand. We got we. We're, we're, I was listening to Lanning. What's his name there at Oregon? Dan Lanning. Passive. It's not going to be in our vocabulary. Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> Dude was intense. Will Will the phrase ten game winning streak yeah. be in your vocabulary? I mean, yeah, so I like that one. And nothing against him because you know he's thirty five years old. He's just been handed the keys to the kingdom. He can't say what you're saying. He, we're probably not going to do it. and I'm going to get fired in five years. Yeah. He can't say that. Right. So, you know, passive is not going to be, we're going to be an attack. I mean, they all kind of say the same things. I get it. I would, if I was ever fortunate enough to be in that situation, I would say, yeah, we're just going to, oh, baby, we're lighting the world on fire. You ain't seen nothing, man. It's tomorrow. I mean, is on. he said, I've got my phone with me 24-7. I'm not going to be off the phone at all because recruiting signing day is tomorrow. So the guy's going to go 48 hours. He's going to be on the phone at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Mac, come to Oregon. You know what I mean? It's exaggerating it, but that that's what you expect and all that. And I look at UC Los Angeles, and they're, they're like the devils. Have a nice five-year opportunity to make some decent money, and you'll be okay sometimes, sometimes not. You know, like Herm Edwards. He's all right. Nothing wrong with they wins. They went in, but uh, but it's not it's not the standard that Ray Anderson said when they fired Todd Graham and gave him twelve million dollars out the door. It was going to be top fifteen, top three, blah blah blah. Well, they and haven't come anywhere near that. Yeah, it hasn't happened. You know? I mean, they're okay, but they've always been okay. But if you're going to be top fifteen, <laughs> you probably got to win ten games, not eight. Like I told you that uh, Pac-12 uh, Twitter feed when they come out uh, for whatever stat. Yeah. The Devils are always fifth to eighth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's right? true. You knew I'd like that account. You gave it to me. I follow it. They throw stuff out there. Yeah. And that is what happens. Right. They are They are there all the time. Yeah. So they're all right. You know, they're not. Most conference road wins last decade. Arizona State, sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's their, that's their lot in life. I've. I mean, I'm not a diehard, live-and-die, 18-year-olds determine my mood, but I've basically accepted it. That's the way it is, and that's probably the way it's always going to be. But Utah has an opportunity to be beyond that. They really, really do because— We don't have the NFL. Yeah. And we don't have Major League Baseball. We don't have NHL—you put three or four of those teams in a town— Gobbling up all the attention, all the, the, the sponsorships, the season ticket holders. We had Chris Hill on, and I asked him, if another pro team moves into town, is that going to hurt the colleges? And he's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you can sit here and root for Major League Baseball or whatever, but it's going to take sponsors. It's going to take season ticket holders. It's going to take money away. It's going to take yeah, yeah. time and attention away, and that's gonna, it's going to hurt. And the Jazz doesn't uh, coincide mostly, largely, with football. And it's a different sport, obviously, too. And so, and their seasons don't, I mean, overlap a little bit, but, you know, basketball really heats up when football's done. And so it can, f- they can fit 
the, the U of U, man, it just has an opportunity that I have not seen in this conference outside of Phil Knight's money and the Trojans, which have a long, long history. Uh, those two, but other than that, and, and it, can, it can really, really get going. And the time is now. The, the, the surge of pride that this university is going to feel. I see, I, this is why I can speak from experience. I've been to the Rose Bowl many, many times over. Uh, and when the team runs out there, I mean, it's just an unbelievable feeling, especially if you went there and graduated from there. I think even more so than if you just grew up here and you were a fan of them. That's nice. If you, if you want to be a fan of them, so be it. But to me, if you graduated from that institution and that, that is truly your school, that'll never change. They can go 12 and 0, 0 and 12, it doesn't matter. It's still, it's your school. The surge of pride that you will feel when these kids run out of that tunnel is going to be unlike you've ever experienced. And the U of U needs to maximize this opportunity in all aspects, every single aspect, because I believe there will be 50,000, 60,000. I don't believe it's unbelievable. I believe it, it will happen. The only limiting factor is how many tickets is Ohio State going to gobble up. That's the only limiting factor, because Pitt wasn't going to take that many Fiesta Bowl tickets. We all knew that. Well, and Sun Devil Stadium wasn't as big as the Rose Bowl either. We've also seen Utah fans have been using the links from Ohio yeah. State to buy their own tickets. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's plenty of I know, there, There's a lot of Ohio State fans in the West. You don't have to come from Ohio. You don't. They're a huge school, and yeah. their alumni are all over the place. And My, my ex, sister's guy. He's a Ohio State grad. My ex-sister-in-law lived in San Diego for years. Your ex-sister-in-law? Yeah, she's been back to Ohio now. Oh, man, what happened? I don't really want to go to that on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still close to her? No. No. Really? Yep. Because my ex-brother-in-law, he was my guy. He was my guy till the day he died. I superseded all that other stuff. It's tough. I don't make light of it. It was tough. But... He goes on Saturdays or whenever, and they have a big Ohio State party, yada, yada, yada. And there's hundreds of them. So Ohio State will have a fine representation. And then there's a lot of people who didn't even come anywhere near going to Ohio State, but they win all the time, so let's be an Ohio State fan. Yeah! (laughs) Right. Yep. I used to love the— Well, they're uh, Columbus's pro team, and Columbus is about the size of Utah as far as the number of people But it goes well beyond Columbus. Absolutely. Cincinnati and Cleveland are loaded with them. I loved uh, when uh, Brett McMurphy was doing that stuff on that receiver's coach. I loved looking when he would retweet stuff, and then I'd look on the responses— and 95% of the negative responses towards Mur- McMurphy always had some type of Ohio State, <laughs> State insignia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Some, Go Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. So you could see, I mean, they're fans. So we, you can't say anything against your program. I mean, Urban has been caught red-handed 100 times over, but uh, people, they just overlook it. You know what I mean? They just don't want to accept it. They, they, the, those are their heroes, and so they're going to defend them to the nth degree. But I still think that Utah will have the majority of the fan base, and it'll be so pronounced. It, it just it'll be so dominant, and there'll be a lot of a lot of people out there who look at Utah like that. Uh, we had Feinbaum a couple years ago, and we'll see Utah. Shut up! And I mean, this is about if you earn something, you have the right to be where you are because you've earned it. Uh, it's not. It's not a beauty pageant. It's not something that you. you it's vote not a popularity on. contest, no. and they weren't popular in his mind and in the minds of a lot of college football fans, especially the ones who live on in the other half of the country. And then that guy, the radio guy from Dayton. Well, this is the reward they get to play Utah. Yeah, Utah, the one that sent ten guys to the NFL a couple years ago. Yeah, man, they're they're just a real bunch of slogs out there. Okay, that, that, that really, really but, ticks me off. But man. they won Oregon because over the 12 previous years, Oregon had won six of the 12 conference titles. Oh, great. And beating Oregon when they just lost 76 to 16 or 17 <laughs> to these guys. You, you want the best that the other conference has to offer. And without question, there is zero, zero doubt, argument whatsoever, that the best that the 
2021 Pac-12 had to offer is the University of Utah football program. It is not even close. We have fun, and it's not even close. close. Well, literally, it's not even close (laughs) because they just smashed them two times in a row. And so, and neither game. And and it was almost to the point of, man, this is deja vu. Where did I see this before? I mean, it's just basically the same thing. It's just two different venues separated by 13 days. So it's obvious that Utah is the cream of the crop this year. And can they sustain it? What can they do? And a lot of it is the money that comes pouring in. And they've really got to cash in in a manner that is beyond what they've done. And as you say, Kyle is the driving force. No doubt about it. We we credit these college guys, these college coaches. They they get so much blame, they get so much credit. All right, that's the way it is. They get so much money, so you got to live with you got to live with the credit or the blame. And obviously the credit is easy to live with. And so he's getting the credit. But he's not going to be there in 5 years, I don't think. That's what he said that he doesn't see himself as long-term. Remember they they uh, announced uh Arkansas, I think they play them in was it 28? Remember that? They did that was it last year? It's a they did it? range yeah, game it's out there in 2028. Like but it was last year they announced it or maybe Correct. it was in the year before they announced it. I yeah. can't I can't even remember. I I, I remember that I remember being at the practice facility Kyle and and I said I said to him, "Hey man, uh, tw- is it 2023 or 32? I don't remember what it was. I, so I can't put a number on it. But they're playing Arkansas. 2026 uh, and 2029. Okay, it was the 2029. Then I said, "So you looking forward to that game? No. <laughs> I said, Why not? I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> you get a trip to Arkansas. They said, "Where are you gonna be? I'm gonna be golfing in Maui. I said, "Oh yeah, with who?" Take me, take me, take me, take me, take me. <laughs> so, by his own acknowledgement, and then that's what, 20, that's seven, eight years from now? I mean, there's very few guys who can coach at 70, and if he has the opportunity to do that, and he wants to do that, and he changes yeah, his mind, fine. When he was 50, when he turned 50, he made a joke about, I'm not going to be doing this when I'm 60. Now, you get to change your mind, number one. Number two, they changed leagues. Everybody who did it said, well, that's a whole new challenge. Chris Hill said it. Kyle said it. I'm sure if we went and talked to the volleyball coach, Beth Lanier, she'd say it too. But here he is in his 60s coaching. Rocking. Best the program's ever been. At a high, high level. And that, see, I, because he, I don't anticipate him being there long range, that's why they need to cash in even more to ensure, I, mean, I don't know, ensure is not the right word, but to set up the better possibility of the successor continuing it. Because the last thing that you want to have happen is that you've got a great run and then it crashes. doesn't take away from the great run, but you want it to continue. Now, you're not going to be going to the Rose Bowl or the Pac-12 title game every year. We understand that. But there's no reason why you can't win. Your down season can't be eight wins. How about that? Eight wins... And six and three—that's your down season. Okay, who but doesn't sign up for that if you're the U of U? But what's more likely that they go on a run the way USC and Oregon did? USC six straight—I think it was six straight Rose Bowls or title. I games. don't think you're going to go on that run. Oregon six conference titles in twelve years. When the USC run ended, the torch got passed to Oregon because the USC run ended. Yeah. If Pete Carroll had been in his heyday, do they do that? Well, if Pete Carroll was in his heyday now, do the Utes do this? If USC is in their heyday, can anybody take him down? Or does that just trump yeah, yes, everything? Because you can get a Rose Bowl. Washington State has gotten Rose Bowls. You they can, did. They shared you the can title get right, a Rose Bowl. with USC, and they had the win. This is a great accomplishment, but it's not the be-all, end-all. It's so, about sustaining it. I don't know if they can sustain it. They we, they we know that they can get to a Rose Bowl. They've proven it. It's about... How much can they find consistency that basically great consistency, not eight and four consistency, great consistency. That's what you want. You want 10, 11 wins. There's so many programs. Now, they're the elite programs, but they do it year in, year out. Right. That's what Washington was doing in the 90s and into the 2000s. Lots of good seasons, three conference titles. But then, like you say, you have a coaching tra- transition, and you lose it. And Washington had the 0-12. We remember that. BYU went up there and I was blocked there. an extra point. Yeah. 
Jan Jorgensen. Now, Washington came back under Peterson, and they won two conference titles. They made a playoff. But now they've had a coach come in and go out that's, so but see, but fast. That that's plays so, all into my point of now's the time to make sure that that doesn't happen. Well, that you can't completely do that. I mean, you're right. You can. Why build, not? You why can build can't a you? better foundation because you still got to have the next guy be the right so, guy. And how? Why isn't the and next Jimmy, guy going to be the right guy? Yeah, Jimmy, I don't like, care Jimmy what Lake happened at Washington. That. I don't care what happened at fill in the blank school. That doesn't matter. That has no pertinence to here. You just yeah, told me. No, no. You just told me. No, 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 no. You just told me if you have an NFL team, it's more difficult. Washington has an NFL team, and Pete Carroll went there. And so he brought the magic that he had at SC to Seattle. Well, here, we're not going to have an NFL team. That is true. So you must remain consistent. At least if you're going to be wrong, which you are, you have to be consistent in your wrongness. (sighs) So you're guaranteeing it then? Oh, we don't have an NFL team. What do you want me to guarantee? Uh, Let's wait. More conference titles. More trips to the Rose Bowl. Oh, hell yeah. More 10-win seasons. As Ron Boone would say. Hell I can't say it with <laughs> such style and you R&B got, attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's let Ron say it. I'm not as cool as Ron Boone. I don't, I don't deny that. Booner was so definitive, yet so relaxed at the same time. Well, you got that little style. It's Ron, Ron Boone I style. I mean, He's the Booner, and we're not. I, I just Deal said with that. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm on top of that. I we're mean. just stalling saying things right now while Yach flips through pages on the computer and tries to find the drop. Come on, Yach. It's a classic. All right, well, the moment's passed. I thought passed. I had it on one page, and it's not on Ah, the moment's passed. Thanks for nothing. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Big T Thurl Bailey is coming up. At 8.30, as the Jazz try to extend their win streak to eight games tomorrow night. We've got the Clippers coming to town. We'll talk with Big T coming up at 8.30. Coming up next, it looks like failure. It looks like a spectacular failure. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Oh, hell no. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. The athletic director at the University of Utah, Mark Harling. I'm curious what the difference in financial impact a Rose Bowl is as compared to like an Armed Forces Bowl. Here's what I know to be true. It's not extra millions flowing into the athletic department in that way, but it's broader a, a lift to the entire university. That makes it such a special thing. I mean, on January 1, there'll be more people focused in on the brand of Utah, you know, maybe outside of the Final Four years ago um, on that day. And it's hard to put a value number on that, but uh, we're just most excited about all the energy surrounding the University of Utah. I mean, I think, guys, when this thing is said and done, we may have 60,000-plus fans based on some of the data I was looking at. We're going to be unbelievable in our representation of the game, and that's just so exciting. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Mickey Couture wants to help you out this holiday season with the perfect gift. Stop by any location from Ogden to St. George today. Mention Zone 50 and save 50%. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Get in today, save 50%, and get the best gift ever from Minky Couture. My wife was just dumping on Frosty the Snowman. What? <laughs> yeah. Rudolph and Frosty ran... Uh, like we're talking about the classic ago. cartoon deal? The, the, the specials ran. Yeah. You know, they CBS run like specials. 7 o'clock on CBS, yeah. right? And she's like, Frosty. So, and I couldn't believe this is so not like her. She's like... Subpar Christmas, terrible show, great song, carries the whole thing. She's Rudolph on the other end. That's just a classic. They did that right. <laughs> okay. Strong opinions. I know uh, I know. four-year-old me, three-year-old me did not handle the abominable snowman well. That thing was scary. Holy cow. All right, PK, question of the day, part two. Urban Meyer, it is not going well in Jacksonville. Surprised by this? Yes. Shocked by this? No. I got to say a little to uh, More this shocked de- than not. A little to this degree. Uh, he was never going to handle losing well. He was always going to have to lose. That team was not prepped to win. Well, no team that, that has the number one pick unless you got it I know. through trade or something. This, the, the, there's so many guys that it takes a little bit to turn around. 
Did I know he'd be gone in a year? I guess I don't know he'd be gone in a year now. But it's shocking if he would be gone in a season. There's no way I thought he would be gone in a season. When we were talking about this in the summer, I didn't think this was going to work. Why not? Because college coaches to the pros don't usually work. Because uh, Urban is go on super history. Like uber, nothing ever can change. Whatever was must Urban, always be. Urban is super intense and isn't going to handle loss as well. This is a guy who'd lose. What what four coach games is handling three losing well? I, I, Bill Belichick. He didn't crack. <laughs> it, but he handled it well last year. Yeah, they got through it and now lose four games. Andy, Andy Reid didn't crack when they dug a hole out of the gate. What are you talking about? Urban Meyer's cracked? Urban Meyer. Do you think these stories are true, or do you think they are embellished or possibly made up out of whole cloth? Because he's saying stuff didn't happen. I think he has been. I think he has been confronting assistants and yelling at him. I, I believe him so more what? than I don't. He's yelling at assistants, BFD. Mm. If I told you some of the stuff that, and some of the you stuff have. you already know, I do. So what the hell? It, it, when things aren't going well, all right, try hard, Johnny. You know who does that? The little league coach in August <laughs> when he's at Williamsport and he knows he's mic'd. Yes, that's when he does it. Now get him unmiked. He ain't doing it. Are we on network TV? Here? Yeah, of you course. Are. Come on, Bob. <laughs> Come on, Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's all Tanner and the newer modern names. Nobody names their kid. You're right, Tanner, Ethan. But they should be named Frank. I defy you defi- to tell me one Frank who's a loser in life. Everybody named Frank is a winner in life. Get on the internet deal. You Get can't text us. Famous. I don't know what the number is, but I, wh- whatever your Twitter thing is, name me one Frank who's not a big-time winner. All Franks. If you're named Frank... You are a man's man by definition. <laughs> you are. Frank Sinatra. Let's just start with the most famous Frank of them all. Absolutely. That's right at the top of the list. Frank's Rock. Frank is an underutilized name. But he yells at his assistants. Oh, my gosh. What? A, what a, we've got a soundbite. Of somebody who was coaching on the sidelines, and he, they asked him about it, and he said, oh, no, that wasn't a discussion. That was an ass-chewing. That would be Nick Saban Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, who just won 10 games for the first time, I believe, in their school history. Double-check that, but I think that was true. And so, why didn't we hear, well, Nick Saban's yelling at his assistants. Can you believe that? What the hell? How come nobody says that? But Urban yells at his assistants, so he's a bum, and he's lost all control, and he must be exterminated? That is how I expect it to play out. Exterminated being an NFL firing, <laughs> not the dude in the truck with the bug on the side of it pulling up at your house. Truly no one. Tenting the whole thing. Uh, you got to be in a hotel for three days or move to the in-laws. <laughs> so, but yet Nick Saban Screaming like a lunatic. Yep. Right on TV. It's not, I don't need sources said on that one because I've seen it with my old two eyes. And then he says it afterward. And we had Norm Chow on. And I remember you said, let's play it for Norm. And Norm was busting up. Norm thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he did. He did. He and, it, and actually, he didn't even really bat an eyelash himself. Nope. But they're batting eyelashes in Jacksonville. So maybe it's not so much... Because Jacksonville's rinky-dink. Okay. So that's why Urban shouldn't have taken the job. <laughs> Urban doesn't do rinky-dink. Well, I mean, I don't know and what the other, what other is, NFL jobs were available for him to take. I don't think well, the Cowboys were an, offering him a gig. That's an excellent point. But Nick Saban does it. They're 11-2. and two. Everybody knows good times are coming, and they get through it. Here, Jacksonville's two and eleven. Good times aren't coming. Nobody thinks they're turning it around. You don't come on there. They're gonna. You just went through Washington and all these programs that have their moment and then they change. But now all of a sudden, Jacksonville, this is your destiny forever. Come on. It's not their destiny forever, but I think it's it's preposterous. (laughs) You are doing a great job of playing radio, and I applaud you. Talking about you, nobody in the car should be mad at you right now. This is you. This is your. Should never be mad at me. Well, that's not true. I'm a lovable (laughs) guy. Yuck! You want to win it? No, just stay. Come on. 
Do you think Urban's getting fired in January? That's another story. Because I do. I think that's where this is going. I think it's pretty clear Uh, that's where this is going. But the question is, how shocked are you by it? I am shocked. if he gets fired after one season, I'm shocked. Yeah, I am. Because I can't say it here. I I didn't think it was going to work when we were talking about it in July or August. I thought he was going to get fired without winning big. The fact that, that he'll one be one season. and done, that's surprising. I didn't think he'd go through it this this quickly. You know, if he if he got let go or quit or walked or had a health episode or whatever, the way we've seen him leave other places, if he did that in year two or three, okay. All right, yeah. But did I ever think this was going four or five years? Nope. Well, okay, if he gets fired, then give him a year to stew, and then he can replace her. I think you can you can argue, and I probably can't That's prove it, I so you probably jump me. But you argue that Urban's just his very personality, just who he is. He is going to be a supernova, and he is going to succeed or fail quickly. And in all four well, of his college jobs, he succeeded quickly. But the same thing that makes him succeed quickly: this super hyper aggressiveness and super pushing everybody is. <laughs> Part of the reason he's going to fail quickly. That's why I never thought it was going to be five years. And and you got me. This is a more spectacularly bad situation than I would have guessed. The two and eleven. Trevor Lawrence just threw four picks. He doesn't appear to be making any progress. Uh, and, Troy, and we still believe in his talent. Didn't. I know. But we got we got people sniping anonymously nonstop. I and mean, there have been multiple stories. Sure. It's a weekly occurrence. Big, uh, it's I mean, more than that. Toxic. Yeah, you're right. A couple times, three times a week. He's a lightning rod. Yes. I mean, if they would have hired Ron Rivera, who's not a lightning rod. No, <laughs> no he's an NFL guy. <laughs> right. Rivera's a lifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if he would have had this job and they'd be 2-11, and 11, I don't think that. And maybe he wouldn't have done some of the stuff that Urban Meyer did. I think the Urban thing, he set himself up by being a total hypocrite. I need 100% focus, blah, blah, blah. And then you're pictured with a 24-year-old in your yeah. lap. Not, not even the on the team playing. You know, I'll come back separately. That's not 100% all in. I mean, there, there are plenty of yeah. NFL, ex-NFL people going, coaches don't do that. You get on the plane with the team because you're a leader. I know. I and know. it sucks to fly cross-country, north, south, east, west, wherever you've got to go. A long flight after a loss sucks, but you're the leader. you got to get on the plane and stew like everybody else. That'll be the downfall. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Utes, the Rose Bowl, building a program off it, not just for football, but for the entire athletic department. We were talking about that in the last segment, but there's one key element that they need to cash in on that we did not discuss, and we will get to that next. Stay with us.